0: I'm your host Brady. This is episode five. I'm here with men's basketball senior Keegan Owen. Keegan, how are you doing today?
1: Great. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it.
0: I'm definitely excited for today's episode. Kind of wraps up the semester. Um, so, speaking of wrapping up the semester, how did your semester go?
1: Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm doing a, an internship right now. Uh, so, it's been great to get some work experience while also um, playing basketball and finishing up school.
0: Uh, what are you doing for your internship?
1: Um, I'm working at Fastenal down in Lima, just doing a bunch of inventory. Um, I'm a supply chain associate there. So, um, get a lot of supplies coming in and in on trucks and going out on trucks. And that's really my day-to-day thing.
0: Okay. So, so I forgot to ask at the beginning. So like, what is your major and like, does that like line
1: up with it? Sure. Yeah. Um, my major, um, I'm in business, um, business, uh, marketing and it's been great. Um, management as well so double major um, it's been a lot of fun and um, I actually I'm a transfer to Bluffton so had to get a lot of credits coming in um, which is really helpful um, but yeah all my years of college definitely been business the whole way and I've really enjoyed it so far
0: so where did you transfer from
1: um, I came from Taylor University which is uh, in Indiana
0: oh okay okay uh, my sister actually graduated from Taylor oh, that's, awesome. that's, that's really interesting that's
1: great. Um,
0: So, I assume you played basketball at Taylor as well? I did, yeah. So, what year did you transfer?
1: Um, Last year was my first year here, so um, coming into my senior year, um, I'm taking my fifth year right now.
0: Okay. So, maybe give a little bit of background to, like, obviously, you know, I mean, Taylor used to be in the Heartland Conference, now they're NAIA. Yep. So, how did you, I mean, maybe hear about Bluffton, Mm -hmm. and, like, how did the transfer process and, like, I don't know if there's really like a recruiting process for transferring, Sure. Like, maybe just like walk me through all of that and th- and for the listeners.
1: Yeah. Um, so I decided at the end of my junior year um, that I wanted to transfer from Taylor uh, because of COVID I had an extra year eligibility. So I knew I could play my senior year and then a fifth year. Um, so once that came to light, I knew for sure that I wanted to use those two years um, the best that I could. So I reached out to NAIA um, in Division three schools in Indiana, Ohio, a couple schools in Kentucky, and kind of put out some feelers, let them know that I was looking to transfer. I was a business major, um, my basketball experience, things like that. Um, and throughout that process, um, I heard from 15 or 16 different schools just letting me know um, that they were interested in me. And then by the time things sh- kind of shook out, um, 10 or 11 of them had told me that they'd already filled all their spots because they had a lot of seniors coming back with COVID um, and that their recruiting class coming in was pretty full. Um, And then it left me with four or five different schools, took a a visit to three of them. um, And then kind of from those three picked the best fit and the best spot that I thought I could, um, the best school that would give me the best position to succeed both academics and athletics wise and I've really enjoyed my time here at Bluffton.
0: So obviously Bluffton being one of them as we're sitting here together. Sure. So what were the other two schools that you visited and like what set Bluffton apart?
1: Yeah. um, So I took a visit to Wittenberg um, (coughs) and then the other one, you're putting me on the spot, it was an NAI school in southern Indiana. Um, It was Oakland City. Okay. And uh, yeah, they're an NAI school. We played them actually when I was at Taylor too. So. Um, kind of already had a connection there but um, Oakland City they were in between coaches so it was kind of up in the air and wasn't sure what to expect um, and then Wittenberg and Bluffton I came and played open gym at all three places um, kind of just took a visit around um, kind of got the feel for things and the connection that I made with Coach Neal and the rest of the guys here um, when I'd come on visits and stuff like that uh, really was the factor that set it apart um, just, I've had great relationships with my time here and I've really enjoyed um everyone the coaching staff and my teammates classmates classmates stuff like that um campus leadership um they've all been really supportive and bluffton's a great place to be so i really enjoyed it
0: so at least according to the roster you're technically from indianapolis correct
1: yes i'm from the south side Indi- of indianapolis
0: so how much of a difference is it going from south indianapolis to bluffton ohio in the middle of Sure. yeah
1: it's a uh, it's really different um I guess I spend a lot of my time in Indy um, in more populated areas than Bluffton, um, usually for basketball, travel, stuff like that, um, or just hanging downtown with my friends, um, going out, stuff like that. But um, also, so I live on the south side and if I drive 15 minutes, then I'm in the heart of downtown. Um, But if I drive 15 minutes the other way, I'm kind of in the middle of cornfields. Um, My grandparents are kind of from the um, Cornfield area too, so I've spent a lot of time out there. Um, Taylor was also really similar to Bluffton, uh, small town with some with some stuff to do, some things going on in it, but pretty pretty much 20 minutes to get to like a Walmart or something like that. So Finley, Lima, stuff like that. Um, Muncie was the closest thing to Taylor, so we'd always take trips to Muncie, um, go to the grocery store, stuff like that. So um, it's actually been a pretty smooth transition, uh, nothing too too unexpected along the way.
0: Yeah, that's that's actually like a really fine line. It's like you said, fifteen minutes one way, you're middle of downtown. Five minutes, fifteen minutes the other way, you're in a cornfield, which is pretty much how, how a lot of places around here are, especially with like Finley and Lima. For sure. So I've so I'll start off with because you're from Indiana, and I've heard different things. Mm-hmm. Is it upland or upland?
1: Oh man, so people, this is kind of fifty fifty, even from being in Indiana. Um, I think people that are from that area call it upland, and then the kids that come and go only go to school there or move into the town, stuff like that, they call it upland. And I don't know what it is, but the townies would definitely call it upland and put that emphasis on it, but, um, for the majority people know what we're talking about either way.
0: I can't remember now what my sister and, uh, her husband call it, but they both went to Taylor, so I'm going to have to check back in on that. Oh, Yeah. And then transitioning to basketball, mm-hmm. what was your opinion or like how, like what did you think about like the whole silent night tradition there? Cause sure. I know that's, I know that's pretty well renowned.
1: Oh yeah. Um, silent night, man, I have, first off, I have nothing bad to say about Taylor. I've enjoyed, um, my time there both socially, um, academically, uh, athletically and obviously spiritually. Taylor's a very spiritual school. Um, they give you a lot of different perspectives and, uh There's nothing bad to say about the place. I I miss all my friends, all my past teammates. Um, I still talk to most of them today. Um, We have really good connections, really good relationships, um, stuff like that. So it was great. Um, Silent Night is definitely um, the biggest event that goes on at Taylor. You get every student um, packed into the gym. You get families from the players. You get um, a bunch of different media outlets. You get ESPN covers it every year. Um, there's always different articles floating around, um, but the coolest thing that I saw was uh, we would have my sophomore year, we had a media outlet from Spain come in, um, and they really they flew in and they did a full write-up. They did video, they did interviews with players, all kinds of stuff like that, um, covering covering Silent Night, the days leading up to it. We got students that I mean, it's really like a Division One experience. Um, it reminds me a lot of like Duke and how their uh, students camp out in Chiseskyville and stuff like that before games. Um, but yeah, so we'll have all our students kind of lining up in the lobby of the uh, gymnasium the night before and everyone's just kind of trying to get their best spot um, when they finally open the doors an hour before game time. So a lot of times we'd even have a lot of the students and our friends watching our practice the day before, peeking through windows and stuff like that. Um, so it's just a really fun week. It gives you some nice time to get away from school and hitting the books before finals. Um, it's just a time where the whole campus comes together and really bonds in over over one, one event. It's really cool that we get to be the center of it as men's basketball. And I I
0: specifically remember uh, the, one, the one video clip. I don't remember what year it was. But uh, the 10th point was gained at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. And just everybody sprinting off the court middle, just the middle of shooting free throws was super intense.
1: It's uh, really cool. That was my freshman year. Um, My teammate, Jake, uh, he got fouled going to the line. We had nine. He hit the first free throw. And all they tell us is get off the court as fast as you can because you don't want to get stuck out there. And after that, it's just the student body show. And they dance and sing for 15, 20 minutes. We get the court cleared off and back to the action
0: feel like I, I mean obviously you know it's only to, like 10 points into the game but I feel like that could be a real momentum shift for for the other teams just like we just had like a whole 20 minute timeout. like what's going
1: on oh yeah all right it's definitely placed our advantage
0: so we'll shift now to Bluffton basketball um so maybe like you mention last year was your first year mm-hmm. so maybe like reflect on last year and then kind of go into like like what you've seen early on this year like maybe what's different what's working well
1: Um, last year was a lot of fun there was a lot of highs and lows Um, starting out uh, we didn't start too hot lost our first couple games but we won two in a row Um, lost a couple more then we won our holiday tournament that we host over Christmas break Um, and then we were kind of uphill fighting from there the rest of the way um, I think last year we were pretty young we only graduated two guys this year we have a lot more more experience a lot more guys coming back than we did last year um, I miss Jamil and Chad, they're great guys, um, great guys to be around in the locker room, great guys to be around on the court um, and in the classroom. But this year, uh, we got a lot of guys coming back, a lot of upperclassmen, a lot of leadership going on throughout the program, so that's been great. Um, we're also getting some new guys involved on the floor, so I think there's a lot of upside and a lot of potential, um, we're just going to keep working together. I think we got a chance over the next two or three weeks to put, put some things together, and. On a tear here in the middle and the end of our season, Um, and we're really close. We've had some really good halves, we've had some really bad halves. We've learned from both of them, and our best two or three games we put two halves together, and um, it's been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, and I know in like my two years here, like we're definitely different because this year you've started three freshmen, and one of the freshmen and or was has been interchanged out with a transfer student being cam and brady specifically Oh yeah. Uh, and jd and nevin i believe have started every game yeah so like what's what's that like maybe being like a younger starting five and like kind of like maybe the like, best way to like form like leadership and team chemistry on the court
1: sure um we knew a lot of these guys that were coming in would have the chance to help us um on the floor this year and we just had the focal point of getting straight to it we didn't want to um have to wait until the middle of the season stuff like that or maybe their sophomore year we think those guys can leave a big impact on the floor Um, all four of those guys you mentioned cam coming from tiffin brady nevin um, and jd all freshmen Uh, we think all those guys are really good and um, in their roles and in their positions uh, and i think they can do a lot of things that can help us um, across the floor so just trying to get everybody and especially the upperclassmen um, our, our leadership group to to encourage those guys to make strides as much as they can, um, to play confidently, uh, play together, stuff like that. It's all been great. Um, they're really receptive. They listen to us. If they got something to point out, you know, we don't have a problem listening to them. We all get along, and um, it's a real. Uh, it's been really fun uh, getting to know each other. It's been it's been quick. It's been a quick process, but it's something that I think they'll make us better um, in the back half of the year, and obviously for their their future um, at Bluffton.
0: Right, and now we'll work towards coming full circle, so uh, do you think there's any sort of like coaching basketball past playing career, or is this
1: this it? Sure, um, I've always wanted to coach basketball, I don't know what level that would be, um, my dad coached me growing up a lot, um, I've had aspirations to go on and become a college basketball coach um, at different points throughout my college career, um, I definitely want to get the chance to coach my kids as uh, they grow up, but um I'm kind of up in the air right now, just to kind of decide what what's next. I have a couple of different avenues that I want to pursue, um, or that I'm thinking about pursuing. And um, I wouldn't be opposed to coaching at all. I love being able to impact the game, and uh, and not only teach kids about the game of basketball, but life, and give them good life lessons, and um, encourage them um, to be the best that they can be, on and off the floor. But I think uh, sports is a great great avenue to pursue, uh, not only for playing, but Coaching and just being around it, it teaches you a lot of things that um, people that might not per, uh, participate in sports, I think they might miss out on that opportunity. And I think just being able to build together um, teamwork, camaraderie, uh, work ethic, stuff like that, I, th- I don't think you can go wrong with it. So that's something that's weighed on my mind a lot, and I definitely wouldn't be opposed to to um, coaching one day.
0: You mentioned exploring avenues, which will finish our full circle. So, obviously, we talked about coaching, but that's not that's not what your what your major is sure you're a business major so yeah. like realistically like what do you like what are you going forward as, like realistically as a job Sure. and then what is what is like the dream ultimate goal job
1: yeah um i think realistically in the next five years or so um a job in sales a job in marketing something like that with uh, a strong company that'd be um, that'd be a great place to start uh, on the side, I also plan on getting my real, uh, real estate license, um, brokering deals like that. Uh, but I think that I would do that on the side or individually, I don't think I would join um, a real estate firm, um, anything like that. But um, I've had some interesting, in um, being a graduate assistant um, at a bigger school and uh, kind of learning under an experienced coach and seeing where that takes me. And uh, if I decide to not go any further with that, then I'll have my master's degree. And, hopefully have left an impact on um, some great players and some great guys in another institution. But um, yeah, I guess dream job would be um, marketing your sales at a high level where I'm working with a team of people, um, working towards a common goal and, uh, you know, starting a family um, down the road and, you know, watching my kids play sports, watching my kids play instruments, stuff like that, being a part of their lives. and. I got a bunch of siblings back home, so being involved in their life, too, is going to be really important to me growing up um, and moving forward. I'm the oldest of of, uh, of seven, so.
0: You even got me beat. Yeah. I'm second of six.
1: There you go. So being the oldest really has kind of put me out in front, and I'm sure they look up to me, but I look up to them, too, and I love being around them. So being as being as uh, in, as involved in their life as possible is definitely one of my main goals, as
0: all right. Do you have any final plugs or messages for anybody?
1: Oh, man, not right now. Just really appreciate the opportunity.
0: All right, well, I have definitely appreciated having you on. Definitely an enjoyment. All right, so this has been Behind the Dam. Uh, i your host, Brady, here with Keegan. Uh, thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out other podcasts, other episodes of this podcast, and articles on the WIT's website, Uh Check out the radio station, 96.1 The WIT, WBWH. Also, remember to check out the WIT and all social media platforms Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. This has been Brady, and we'll see you next time.